Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Thursday of the second week of Easter, April the 20th. Our reading this morning is a continuation of the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 5, verses 27 through 33. Acts chapter 5, verses 27 through 33. If you noticed, uh, in recent years, there's been a flood of programs and documentaries uh, dealing with uh, courtroom settings, trials. The trial, every looks like every time we turn it on, there's the trial of the century. Uh, I don't know if there's enough centuries to deal with all the trials. We even have a uh, channel that's devoted to court TV, where we now have cameras and uh, various sound equipment uh, in courtrooms. And uh, the trials of the century have flooded the uh, book market. There's a new book that's just come out either yesterday or will come out uh, this week or next week, The Trial of the Century. And uh, we're going to talk about this version of The Trial of the Century. And so that seems to be very much on people's mind because we have, over the past uh, decade or two, maybe more, we have become inundated with the idea of courtroom settings because we have been flooded with attorneys, with lawsuits. We have become a litigious society. Everything somehow seems to end up in court. And uh, that's not necessarily a good thing. Yes, we should have access to courts, and we need an independent, and I stress independent, judiciary to serve in watching and carefully preserving the constitutions of states and the national constitution, the highest law of the land, to be interpreted and applied justly, fairly, and with the original intent of the framers, state constitutions, local charters, and of course the national constitution. But we know in recent years, much of this has become, has everything else, so politicized. Everything today is politics, uh, very few uh, issues or very few relationships seem to be free of litigation. We are filled with our sense of our individual rights. Uh, we are a nation of rights, a nation of lawyers. Uh, and that, ha that places us very often in adversarial positions. The neighbor is a neighbor, yes, but maybe lurking somewhere there's a lawsuit uh, in the making either on the receiving end or on the uh, action end on our part. And it makes us uh, adversaries to some extent. Uh, we're afraid to, to help someone. Is there any liability involved if something goes wrong? Uh, all of these kinds of concerns which drive us further apart. Are, uh, is there a role for litigation? Of course there is. It's 
very important to have an independent judiciary where people stand equal before the law, equal in application of the law. Uh, that's the foundation of freedom. Because if you don't have that, then your justice system is perverted and your system uh, is unjust and begins to morally decay. Well, we continue in Acts of the Apostles with their version of the trial of the century. Uh, we've seen that um, the apostles have been thrown in jail yesterday and the angel of the Lord liberated them. The apostles are brought before the Sanhedrin, which is the uh, Supreme Court uh, at that particular time in Jerusalem to determine uh, right and wrong according to the law of Moses and how the Pharisees and uh, those in religious establishment believe the law is to be interpreted. And um, the apostles continue to go forth and to preach the name of Jesus, to teach all that Jesus taught them. After being warned that they must never teach or preach or even mention the name of Jesus. And so this morning, after they have been liberated, as we saw yesterday from jail and they're outside preaching, and they have been arrested, if you remember, by the captain of the, uh, of the temple, and they are brought before the Sanhedrin. So our reading this morning continues that. When the attendants had led the apostles in, and made them stand before the Sanhedrin, the high priest began his interrogation this way. He says to the apostles, we gave you strict orders not to teach about that name. See, they won't even say the name of Jesus. That name. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us responsible for that man's death. They cannot even bring themselves to say the name of Jesus. Uh, that's how determined they are, that the name of Jesus be uh, censored, canceled. We're familiar with that uh, today. So to this, Peter and the apostles replied, better for us to obey God than men. For God of our fathers has raised up Jesus, whom you put to death, hanging him on a tree, the cross. He whom God has exalted at the right hand as ruler and savior is to bring repentance to Israel and the forgiveness of sins. We testify to this. So, too does the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those that obey him. That's their answer. While, they, while the Sanhedrin will not even say the name of Jesus, they say it clearly. Raised up Jesus, whom you put to death, hung him on the cross, but he was sent by God, the human Jesus, in his humanity. And they are going to give their testimony before God 
and before men because they are going to obey God rather than human beings. But so too does the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is the indwelling presence that Jesus promised that they have received at Pentecost. That they are not going to be intimidated. They're not going to be censored and silenced. The brick walls and the iron bars do not a prison make. Their fear and their intimidation, their tactics are not working. And St. Luke tells us that at the end, when the Sanhedrin heard what Peter had said, they were stung to fury and wanted to kill them. Just imagine that. They were stung. Yes. See, that's when you tell somebody the truth, it can often be stinging. Not because you meant it to do that, but you have to speak the truth. And when someone tells you the truth that you don't want to hear, the inconvenient, unwanted truth, that's when the person often can become very angry. Well, they become so filled, as Luke says, uh, stung to fury, and they wanted to kill them. That's the ultimate response. That's always the response of the world. And that world can include the religious establishment. They wanted to kill him. That's the ultimate censoring, the ultimate silencing, the ultimate attempt at elimination. But we know that being of the Holy Spirit, it will only make the church grow. The blood of the martyrs, the seed of the church, and the church grows ever more because there are those who knew they must obey God rather than human beings. And that's, in many ways, that's our own trial. In listening to this, we are on trial every day. We are brought into the courtroom of the world. And the world today is very much bent on silencing us. Don't mention the name of Jesus. Don't mention what God has done in Christ, his Lord and Savior and Redeemer. Don't talk about religion. Don't talk about your Christian faith. Don't talk about the acknowledgement of the supreme authority who is Almighty God, who in Christ the Father has forgiven our sins and we are reconciled and we are strengthened in the Holy Spirit. Jesus will again and again tell them, fear not, be not afraid. For when they haul you before human authorities, do not be fearful or worry about what you ought to say, for it will be given to you by the Holy Spirit. And today there's a great deal of pressure, uh, subtle sometimes, very quietly done. We hear the plans of our own government to infiltrate the Catholic Church, to find out 
where people are preaching and teaching. This is, uh, this, this is beyond a violation of the Constitution and all that sort of political stuff. It's a violation of trying to frustrate the very will of God, but it will not triumph. It will not triumph. For God's word never, never lays dead. It, is never, it, it never ultimately dies. It only grows and develops. And each of us in our own way are called to be one with the apostles this morning, Peter and the apostles. It's our own time of testing, our own time of being brought before the court and the trial of the world in our daily life. We will not be overcome by the winds, the waves, and the torrents within us and around us. We will not be silenced, censored, put on hold, or deleted. We will have to speak because through our baptism and our confirmation and the nourishment in the Eucharist, we must proclaim and live the word of God. So let us be one with Peter and the apostles and not be intimidated. Let us live our faith boldly in love, not in coercion, but in persuading and inviting others to follow Christ. Pray for those in authority, that they be touched by the Holy Spirit, that they recognize the supreme authority that resides with Almighty God. Let us today fear not. Let us be of courage. For in this holy season we proclaim Christ has overcome the world, has overcome the evil one, sin and death, and we will proclaim all that God has done for us through his beloved Son, Jesus Christ, strengthened and guided through the indwelling Holy Spirit. God bless you.